0: 28. In the first part, we tried a Lafleur quarter cast that Spencer Pants was nice enough to provide us. We really liked it. All, I think all four of us give that a a, a thumbs up. And we're going to try the second whiskey that Spencer has provided us here uh, in a second. Before we do that, please make sure to subscribe to Mangum Talks TV. It's a new podcast that Spencer and I have where we review podcasts. Uh, or sorry, we review television shows we really like. Right now, we're doing uh, HBO's Chernobyl. Episode two of that just went up. Vijay, um, anything else you'd like to say from a housekeeping perspective before we
1: jump into the second whiskey? Uh, yeah. Um, so again, we have Mangum Reads. Um, we're in the middle of a detective novel and hopefully we'll be recording an episode tomorrow and that'll come out in about a week. Um, and we're working our way through uh, Town of French's The Likeness. Um, and it's sort of our first detective murder mystery story. And we're thoroughly enjoying that. And then hopefully we'll have uh, some Uh, separate and extra content coming out from uh, Mangum Reads, hopefully in the future. So look forward to that. Sweet. Yeah. And as mentioned on our
0: part one podcast, we're going to try to get these Whiskey on the Weekends out on Fridays. Um, So hopefully you're listening to this uh, immediately after a release on a Friday in a couple weeks. So Spencer, what is the second whiskey for this?
2: Uh, The second whiskey, uh, having heard from you guys that uh, the first one was a little bit uh, strong uh, by fluke, the second one is going to be, I think, the lowest proof of any alcohol we've yet done on this program, based on what I'm reading.
1: Mm, Tennessee honey was probably gross in like 30%. Oh, okay.
2: Well, not that bad. This is 80 proof. Um, This is a Corsair small batch, triple, triple smoke. Uh, I have enough descriptions about this one that I could go on for about three or four paragraphs. They've just got volumes written on this bottle, so you guys want to know, or you want to try it yourself first?
3: Try it yourself first.
1: Yep, try it yourself first, and then we'll see if it matches their description. I have just enough for a good taste after UPS had their way with it.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: This is triple smoke? This is triple smoke.
3: Mm. Uh,
2: okay. I have thoughts. We're going to go over. See.
1: Yeah, so so Spencer, get get your taste in, and I feel like before we color your um, Blah. Blah. response. <laughs> that, that's my response. Blah.
2: Mm. What does uh, a lot of mean? It, it, it means a
1: lot of aftertaste.
2: Really? Yeah, for me at least. I'm still tasting
1: it from that first taste. I guess the, I don't know. For me, the only thing I get on the back is like a, the alcohol is still at the back of my tongue. Yeah.
0: yeah, a little like medicinal kind of.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not a fan.
1: I'm not digging this so. one.
2: All right, who wants to go first then about uh, their
1: thoughts? I,
3: think I just did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm agree with everyone. Everything everyone else has said. Um, medicinal is a good, good term for it. It's just—it seems like grain alcohol. I mean, it seems
1: just.
2: Yeah. I, I really don't taste much. It's just a
3: it's an aftertaste of alcohol. That's all I'm getting. Yeah,
1: I was gonna say it's not that harsh. It, you know, it's kind of like a good blended whiskey that's really, really young. Yeah. And so if it had been aged for a while, like I feel like you'd get something closer to the Johnny Walker style of things. Um, I guess I don't know any that many blended I I guess high west is probably a good example of like a blended whiskey that's sort of more on the the bourbon side of things that that we had um I think last two times ago or three times ago where um it was the campfire in the American prairie and so this is like the American prairie but harsher um where there isn't a lot of flavor there isn't a lot of Um, so I actually pulled up some whiskey tasting notes where it's just like, it talks about the woodiness, the floral, the cereal, the winey, the fruity. And like, I I get, you know, maybe a little of like, sort of like sweet cherry or something like that, but it's such like a hint in the middle and then nothing
2: yeah i i'm I'm definitely tasting some woodiness, maybe the slightest taste of sweetness, but it is i don't see it as a strong flavor it is this is, this feels like something I need to mix with something else to add flavor to it to complement the alcohol I feel like this is the best rail liquor that you'll ever have
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it, it's not bad it, it's not from really
2: bad it's just it, there's just not much to it.
0: I don't know, B.J., Heaven Hill, which we had during the last whiskey in the weekends, so I think was the best rail-ish liquor I've ever had. No, this this just seems like hashtag bottled too soon, right? Like
1: yeah. this is just, this okay. this is 75% of where it needs to be to be serviceable. Yeah, I think stuff. at some point, hopefully, I'll taste the Heaven Hill and, and I'll come to the same conclusion. I'm sending it to you. I haven't drank it, I promise. <laughs> yeah. Would you um, sure how they describe their own product? Uh, yeah. Kind of. I I feel like this this is gonna be just like the uh, the post turtle, like the, the they don't know how they got to where they are. <laughs> well, it is an American malt whiskey that they describe as pot
2: distilled from cherry, beechwood, and peat smoked barley. And their notes that they list are huge rich flavor, three smokes with peat at the
1: fore, sweetness and nope. vanillas. Nope. But, buttery Nope.
2: Broad flavor and long finish make a yep. great Manhattan.
1: A bad long finish, but a long finish.
0: Uh, this in my Manhattan?
2: And then their details are, we take three, faction, three fractions of malted barley, each smoked by a different fuel, cherry wood, peat, and beechwood, to craft this deeply complex whiskey. Pasta filled, then barreled in new charred oak. Triple smoke is the sweetness and barrel notes of an American whiskey, and a single malt's rich smoke, broadened nope. by tones of cherry and beech. Excellent
1: mixed or neat. Uh, I would say should be mixed and not not drunk neat. Um, I guess I I feel like a little sense of pride that I picked up on some cherry, but I feel you like that was just me bullshitting and getting lucky. <laughs>
0: Um, I don't know, BJ. Like I, I, your initial reaction to Spencer's question of, "Do you want to hear how they describe their own whiskey?" Which was kind of like, Meh, I don't know. Like that kind of got bored out, right? Because this this, this is just creative writing. Yeah, <laughs> this organization is doing about their whiskey.
3: I will say, um, I have a Dr Pepper beside me, and I poured that in there, and good little mix there. Okay, Here, from there.
0: Come on, I'm gonna do a little Diet Coke in it. See how it goes.
3: Well, if you're curious, uh,
2: this is actually uh, produced and bottled in Nashville. And so when we were going to the liquor stores, there was a massive amount of Corsair that we saw on the shelves.
0: Oh, hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's the whiskey. Um, Do we want to get into an agenda now? Sure. Well, I teased a segment that I have, um, and this is called, Did Mariana Williamson Say This? Mariana Williamson um, is a... (laughs) somebody who's running for president. She has been called a spiritual leader now. She does not like to be called that, and it sounds kooky, which she most certainly is. Um, and I have developed um, four different sets of quotes. Um, each set of quote is three. There's, there's three quotes, two of which she said, one of which she did not. Do you guys want to play? Uh, yes, I do. Sure. Uh, point of
2: background that I don't actually know. What was she before she was a candidate in the Democratic primary? Uh, so
0: she, yeah, so she basically is a well, she does a couple things. She writes books, and these are all self-help books. But then she also holds like little conventions where people come, and she like sort of heal thyself type thing, you know, mm-hmm. where she stands up there and, and talks. Uh, she also is friends with Oprah, so there's there's that thing. Like apparently, if you're friends with Oprah, that can just be a career. Like that's enough. um And she's got enough followers that she's had enough individual donations. To qualify for the next debate, which is next week, and I believe the ones in the fall as well. So we're going to get this
3: kooky lady around for
1: a while. That right. just disappoints me to no end. Also, I will say that the, uh, the whiskey does do okay in coffee. No, so, there aren't many whiskeys that don't.
0: Pretty good diet coke too.
1: I think we're concluding that this mixes well. <laughs> or yeah, BJ n- so. mixes better than than not. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay,
0: we will do we'll do one or two, and if we're digging it, we'll continue. Otherwise, we'll move on. Cool. So I got two quotes here, two of which Mariana Williamson said, one of which she did not. First, children are happy because they don't have a file in their minds called all the things that could go wrong. That's the first one. Second, life is 5% what happens and 95% how you react. Third, the practice of forgiveness is our most important contribution to the healing of the world. You guys have guesses on which one was not said?
1: It's it's really tough because they all sound like bullshit so so props <laughs> on you for joining for us. Yeah, and team. Um I guess the 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 third seems a little bit less vacuous and more like associated like being part of the world and so I I guess I want that to be the one that you made up rather than uh the one that's attributed to her, because the other two just like sound like really good Oprah platitude bites. So when you you say the third
0: one, you're saying that the one that you're guessing she did not say is the practice of forgiveness is our most important contribution to the healing of the world. Yep. Okay. So Spencer, do you have a guess?
2: I'm going to go with the first one, because the the other two are so broad brush, they could be said in any setting, so they sound like a kind of generic soundbite. The first one is more specific, Uh, so I'll, I'll say the first one.
0: Levi?
3: Can you reiterate the first one for me, please?
0: Children are happy because they don't have a file in their minds called all the things
3: that could go wrong. Yeah, I'm going with three with BJ.
0: Okay, so the one that Mariana Williamson did not say is number two. Life is 5% what happens and 95% how you react. Uh, Kanye West said that
3: one. (laughs)
1: Levi,
3: I'm really disappointed (laughs) in you right now. Thank you, Terry. That was a very good callback. That was well done, man.
0: Uh, Okay, we'll do one more. Um, Okay, please. uh, Sadness is your mind's acknowledging happiness is coming. Through sadness, appreciate that unbridled joy is on the way. That's all one? Yep. Second, success means we go to sleep at night knowing our talents and abilities were used in a way that served others. We can always choose to perceive things differently. We can focus on what's wrong in our life, or we can focus on what's right.
1: Hmm.
2: Those all sound very self-helping.
1: Yep, mm-hmm. I think that's the that's the goal. Yeah,
3: uh, um, I'm gonna say uh, number two. She did not say. Okay, you're
1: gonna go with
2: number three again. I'm gonna go with number two. Okay. Um, very interesting. So, number
1: one, then we are. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> number
2: one,
0: isn't it? Yes,
2: number yeah. one. <laughs> we did not say. You?
0: <laughs> so that one is sadness is your mind acknowledging happiness is coming through sadness. Appreciate that unbridled joy is on the way. I cooked that one up during the first <laughs> recording.
3: Well <laughs> said. Well said. Wow. Wow. You've got a second career going on. I know, man. Uh, second career you career. We already know that he, he bullshits well.
0: All right, let's do one more. Let's do one yeah. more. Come yeah. On, on. Yeah, please. Um, words build bridges into unexplored regions. Two, unforgiveness is like drinking poison yourself and waiting for the other person to die. Three, joy is what happens to us when we allow ourselves to recognize how good things really are. All right. We're all picking a
2: different one this time. One of us is going to win.
3: I pick three. Okay.
1: I'm going to AJ? pick two because that that's just – no, yeah, it, it just, it's just – it's it's a good it, – it's a sentiment that I've seen, like, done a lot. It's just done incorrectly there. Which one? The unforgiveness. Unforgiveness.
0: Unforgiving one. Yeah,
2: Spencer. Uh, by elimination, I'll pick one. One of us is going to defeat you now. Unless. Uh, you, yeah. unless.
0: So uh, she did not say one. Words build bridges and ah. regions. That's actually a quote from Hitler. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Correct. I'll take a win with Hitler. Wait, wait. You didn't. You didn't uh, get that from Danny's speech.
0: All <laughs> <That's about> right. <laughs> and, and she said that in Dothraki.
1: Yeah. That's. Uh,
0: so there you go. That's the segment. <laughs>
2: Thank you for that. That just really shows how generic these little self-help quotes are. <laughs>
0: Uh, Do you have any part of uh, any agenda we want to get to? Uh,
1: Yeah. So uh, some stories that I wanted to bring up, but I also wanted to quickly tease Spencer as a uh, continuing thing from Mangum Reed that that he says some things that just don't sound quite right. Um, Referring to a Hitler quote at self-help just (laughs) doesn't quite jive
2: uh um, again a nation thought it was there for a certain period in the 1930s. Uh,
1: yeah you justify it you know. The, I we, can justify we had, anything. Yeah we had some instances where there was a an older abuser dealing with like an eight-year-old child and and he termed that her mentor rather than anything else. Um, we, we've had some other interesting um maybe technically correct in certain views mm-hmm. uh, uh things that that Spencer says but but when you step back a little bit, it's it, it's a little um, uh, bad.
0: I don't know, DJ, didn't Sarah have to slap you down about some comment about
1: Native Americans during the last Megan Reef? She probably did. This um, <laughs> seems on brand for me. Mm. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, um, we found out in, since the last episode um, that... Spencer lived in New Jersey for for a while, and oh, yeah. uh, I, I think that it, I speak for everybody on this pod that we had no idea that this was the case, having known Spencer for almost fifteen years now. I kind of amazed. amazed no idea. I'm also amazed that you guys are
2: just so. When I texted you guys this, just as we were like we we're listing states we've lived in, so you were commenting on what states had uh, adopted the Equal Rights Amendment or not.
1: Yep, and and you you were saying that you had lived in only states that had not adopted it, which I think says something about your uh, attitude towards women.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and then concluded halfway through. Oh wait, I did live in New Jersey for a while, and you guys were legitimately shocked and demanded explanation. Why was that? It's
1: just not.
3: It hasn't. Yeah. You've not said it. I mean, you haven't given us this information, so we were all surprised.
1: Well, well, and that and been, like for some reason you. Seem to live in in dumpster states. <laughs> uh, one of
2: those being North Carolina for most of my life. Are we calling that a dumpster state now?
0: I don't know, Charlotte. Mm. 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 Not really, not really, not really North Carolina.
2: <laughs> no, is the Triangle by that definition. What? Ooh, shots.
0: That's not no. Charlotte mm. isn't part of North Carolina ethos because it's basically a bunch of displaced bankers who came and created that fucking financial epicenter of the south that's why no, the
2: it's tri- triangle
3: with students and imported tech people it's no different let Jesse Helms Jr. speak go ahead what in the world Like <laughs> a, <laughs> you're, you're, you're so
0: off on North Carolina like region and and culture like I don't even know how to deal with it other than just tell you to move back here then maybe hmm. you'll figure it out
2: uh, but yeah for a year and a half I lived in Bernardsville, New Jersey um, it, I was living there as a toddler. There's not much to tell. Uh, I live next to
0: Mike Tyson, um, and Just pump your own gas. Or no, you couldn't pump your own gas. That's the deal with New Jersey. Right?
1: Yeah. So, so I like how say there isn't anything to tell. I live next to Mike Tyson.
2: You know, it's it's People a pretty wealthy them. area. We my my parents were had moved there because of um, a job for my dad. Uh, no, a job for my mom. Uh, she was working for at at the time. And we they decided they were basically just going to care for a rich person's house while they were traveling the world. And so for the first six months that we were there, we lived in Burnsville, New Jersey, where we were just essentially being caretakers of a massive mansion during the middle of winter
1: while they were in much better climates. Wait, so what, what when you say while they traveled the world, is this like a New Jersey was the first step to this? Or were they like, Traveling from New Jersey and seeing like interesting parts of the world.
2: New Jersey was base camp. New Jersey was where they returned to when they were not traveling the world. New Jersey was not a stopover point. They owned their primary house in New Jersey. I don't question their decisions. I was, again, I was one and a half when we moved in, so I was not, I didn't have much of a role in decision making. It was a. Uh, you- I feel like
1: if you were like 23, you also would have had about as much like input into that decision making. But like knowing my character, yes, that is true. So so when you're talking about like seeing the world, like they went on a lot of international trips or something, or or... I think for I think for that particular time, they were going to every
2: country in South America. So yes, yeah, they were. Okay, interesting. So
1: did you go, or were you just like? No, I was in.
2: I was just in New Jersey. That we were caring for their house while they were traveling the world, and they were a level said While your parents were traveling the world. No, that, no, no. My, my, my parents were working jobs, and that since they were just moved up to New Jersey and were young people who didn't have jobs, they were, you know, they were decided they were to care for these. Uh, they volunteered to care for these people's house during the middle of winter in the mountains of New Jersey, which was a dumb idea. The in mountains
0: way. of New Jersey. What is happening in this conversation? You
2: should, Are you sure this wasn't Northern New York? No, this was actually New Jersey. Uh, it was. Uh, it, mountain has a certain loose definition. It was certainly an elevated Yeah, especially now that you live area. in Florida. Yeah, well, again, our, our, we, we have a mountain called Mount Trashmore just because it's the highest point. Um. But yeah, was, Hashtag on brain.
1: Yeah, the
2: elevated part of New Jersey, it was a very rural area to the point that when um, the snows came in in the middle of winter, all power was lost as well as connection to the outside community because they owned, like, Ten or so acres of land, and so it was a hike to even get to a neighbor to use their use their phone.
3: But
1: so, yeah. uh, quick aside: uh, New Jersey has things that they call mountains. They do. Um, my favorite thing about New Jersey is their lack of creativity. For the highest point, um, is called High Point. <laughs> 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 um, but and that's at eighteen hundred feet. Not tall, but, you know, it it counts as a mountain by their own definition. Yeah, (laughs) I I like the by-their-own-definition caveat, but continue.
0: I have six-pack abs by my own definition.
2: (laughs) But uh, these were an older couple that were so wealthy that uh, when we arrived at their house, I was getting very much a toddler. Uh, The first thing I apparently did as a toddler was walk over and knock over and Utterly shatter a $10,000 lamp.
0: Bad boy.
2: A gold la- gold-laced uh, glass with diamond dangling. That kind of excessive opulence of lamp. Uh, that was our like, original, we'd like to care for your house. We saw your ad. I walked. We walked in, and I as toddler walked over and just kind of pushed that over. Huh. Which their response were, oh, don't worry, we've got four more. And just brushed it aside and gave my parents the job. And mm-hmm. they cared for it for a winter, which we were immediately just snowed in for just days. My dad tells a story about having to just wrap me up like that little kid from the Christmas story in just series of various out blanks around rails so he could carry me through the snow to get to a neighbor to try to call my mom that we were snowed in. She's try to find a hotel rather than trying to make it to the snow to go home. So it was very rural New Jersey. And, uh, yeah, never got to meet Mike Tyson. But he lived next he lived next door in the large estate, and that was my year and a half as a toddler in New Jersey. That's so, that exciting. What, what is was the, the city again? Bernard'sville. It's spelled like your name, Bernard. Gotcha. Okay. I, I, I
1: just, I just want to see where, where this is. It's uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking it up. Okay, Apparently, it's know. right next to uh, 287, so that might not have been there. Um, uh, oh, it, it's right outside of Morrison. Okay. I know where that is. Hey, Levi, what's up for you?
0: So we're both, uh, you know, uh, fans of Bill Simmons. He created a, something called the Tyson Zone, which is mm-hmm. where somebody gets into a position where any news you hear about them, you're just going to believe automatically. Kanye mm-hmm. West is in that now, right? Like, if it, you just came out tomorrow that, like, Kanye West, you know, reaffirmed his vows with Kim Kardashian, you know, with the Tiger officiating. So, yeah, that sounds right. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. There's, I believe anything. Within our friend group, Levi, has, has Spencer reached the Tyson zone? Because, like, he just throws these things out. Like, oh, yeah, I used to live in New Jersey. And we are all like, what? But we always just believe whatever the hell it is.
3: <laughs> so, I mean, yes, objectively. Um, but for different reasons, right? Because like it's not as so if Spencer was like, hey, um, so I was partying with 50 Cent last night. Um, like, if he said that, we'd say it's obviously not a true statement. Um, so there's... Right. The, there's some levels of that. Cause like um our friend who could not be cannot be named, um, who was a, a featured guest on a on a previous podcast if he, said, if he said those things, we'd believe him. We or, or we we'd entertain the story, um, where Spencer would not do that. Um, we certainly believe anything Spencer says, so he's he certainly convinced us that he is in this zone. Um, but I don't believe you, Spencer. I, I, I think there are certain things you could say about your life that I wouldn't believe. It doesn't fit your character, uh, your personality, and uh, but I do find it very weird that you've you've held this from people for well,
1: well, also first of all, fifteen I feel like years. It's a it's kind yeah. of it's not that. I like. I get it. It's like for winter, and and you know, it's it's not outside of the realms, and it doesn't really impact his personality in any way. So it's not like particularly informative. Um, I will also say that I feel like of the group of us uh, here on the podcast, Spencer stretches stories more or has like different Ooh. interesting colorations to call on a liar. Uh, so, God. so I'd say he's a little bit more like Mark Twain, like he he likes telling
2: interesting and engaging oh, stories. Yeah. I, I'm the broadest of and, storytelling. I'm not trying to tell accurate history always.
1: Yes.
3: So uh, I will say, as as a a basically Southerner, um, I'm I'm looking at th- this township. Um, I didn't know Newark was that close to New York City. Um, I yeah. knew that it was it was, it was reasonably close, um, but I thought it was further south. Um, didn't know.
0: You're gonna learn all that shit about New England. Man. You can be up there, at, just be a New Englandy.
3: Looking at the Wikipedia page, if you
2: also go through key people, Mike Tyson is like the last person listed on this town. Yeah, he's
1: not key for anything.
2: Um, uh, so
1: you're wrong. You can <laughs> oh man, I shot at Mike Tyson.
2: One of the main things I remember about this town is that it's always fun. It's, it's my first memory that I actually remember, rather than just people reminding me of it, of where. As a very tiny child, looking back over the massive backyard of this estate, uh, when the snow had fallen down within the lake dusk, and seeing our Abyssinian cat hop between fence posts in pursuit of deer in the backyard, is possibly the first memory I have. What That's is? Reason, hmm? what, what age were you there? Uh, when we left, I was three and a half. I don't remember exactly. So I don't believe
0: any of this. Three. You don't have that memory. You don't have that memory. It doesn't I? exist. Not have that memory. No,
1: You're you convinced of having any memory you want. Like you don't. don't, well, you no, don't no, have that, memory.
0: that is my question
2: I would approach. What is the earliest memory that you believe you have? What's the earliest point in your life that you have, a, what you have pictured or created as a crystal memory? memory?
1: Well, I, I think it's interesting that you say, like, what's your earliest memory? Because the only way that you can confirm that that's, like the earliest memory that you have is having conversations like with your parents or other people. And so like, there's no way that. It doesn't have to be accurate. My I, early I, I, I understand true. like accurate or not, but like you've had conversations over a period of time with people that and were there. And, yeah, yeah, and, and so that like either is clouded or clarified, like a, your parents are like, Oh yeah, that's your earliest memory. And so anyway. Um, BJ, your earliest memory. Um, yeah I, I can go with that. It's actually weird and kind of well, I don't know if it's boring or not. it's boring to me so um I distinctly remember having um sandwiches on the beach with my mom in ocean city um and I had this like reddish pink hat, and uh like I know I must have been playing in the sound, but I just sort of remember like uh coming over to my mom and her pulling out these um like chicken and ketchup sandwiches from leftovers Ew. So, I God I I don't know what to tell you. Like I, I enjoyed it as a child and um I couldn't even tell you like what the you know the outsides of the sandwich were but like I just remember like sitting as, as a really young child just like chowing down on, on these uh sandwiches.
2: Where were you? You, you said
1: Ocean City. Um so um how it old had to be, like I don't know how early it was but it was fairly early um but I like it had to have been after uh so my grandparents had a donut shop um they actually had two shops but like the, their main shop was a donut shop on the boardwalk of Ocean City and so um for from the time my mom was Uh, I think a late teenager, she would go out in the summers and help out with this donut shop. And so my grandparents had a number of friends in Ocean City. um, And uh, we would go visit every so often when I was a fairly young child. So that is my early memory. And how old do you think you were? Uh, My guess is somewhere around three. Like I could confirm better with my mother, but like, like, I, I don't I, I don't know, okay. but I so, remember that being an early memory.
2: Again, most people's first memory is about three, three and a half. That's the first point you actually have a crystal memory you can keep intact.
1: Right, but, like, the other side of it is, like, I don't know if I would have kept that memory unless it was, like, reinforced in some sure. way. Sure, but like that's over, true, that's true of any memory, memory you had. have. So, like, yeah, yeah. I, thank you, Spencer. Um, but, like... It, it's sort of one of those things that it's something that I've talked with my uh, talked with my mother uh, about like a couple of times. Um, and then so the other way that like I put this like into perspective is I know that was before another memory of travel when um, the first time I traveled without my parents. And I think I was like five, six, somewhere around there when I went um to visit my grandparents in Florida with my cousin. Um, And this is, I don't remember if I've told on on the podcast, but basically I was playing, I had a travel connect four set and I was playing with my cousin, like throughout the the entire uh, flight and the third person, I don't know if I was on the middle or the uh, window seat, but I think I was in the middle, which would make the most sense because I didn't need any space because I was like five or six or whatever at the time. Uh, I was beating my cousin like fairly, like pretty much every single time, and at some point, like the guy in the aisle seat was just upset at my, well, I say my cousin, but my mom's cousin, so uh, about my mom's days, was upset at her that she was like letting me win, and she was just like, "Look, if you think you can beat him, like you're more than welcome to play, like just stop bothering me about it." And supposedly, I then beat him like. A couple times in a row, or, or something like that, playing Connect Four, and he's like, "All right, fine. Okay, I guess I I can't accept this." So anyway, that th- those are some like early memories I have, and that's like how like I, I put some of those things together with like major events that happened, and and like where they were in my life, and I know that this was before it.
2: Okay, Levi.
1: Um.
3: So the problem here is that the only. <laughs> The first memory that I have, that I believe is my own natural memory, and not influenced by photographs or people telling stories, sure. is not exactly an uplifting story. It was it was my mother coming to tell me um, in 1994 when my 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 father passed away. Um, I remember her telling me that, and me waking up the next morning and going out into the to to the the living room and seeing a bunch of people around, and me sort of groggy eyed small child saying, I don't understand why all these people are here. Um, mm-hmm. That is the first memory that I, I actually believe. I have other memories that I, I have, I just believe people have told me. Um, sure. I don't have a, a sort of native sort of belief that that's a real memory. And even to BJ's point, I, I don't even believe that's a real memory. I mean, I I don't believe that you have real memories until probably I don't know,
1: 15, and, 16.
3: Probably around that age, um, I mean, maybe a little younger. But like, so much of memory is influenced by by telling, retelling, oh, no. and by by color that I don't believe that there's like a. I, I just don't believe it. it. It seems unreal that you'd have a a, a memory at three. But I, I trust you guys, so I don't.
2: Oh, no, disbelieve
3: I, I, you. I, I don't. Mean-
2: I, I fully accept that most memory is the act of remembering rather than actually whatever the original was. It's almost a shared enterprise either with yourself or others of creating a story about it rather than whatever authentic original
1: experience that you had i, I fully accept that it's just what i you... i I feel like we need to uh go with Lee and progress beyond this before we i i start getting into like current literature because this, this, this is fairly close to, to my actual like, field of work, and I, it, it's it's fascinating, but also not that interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. so then we won't cover it um
1: yeah. <laughs> that, well, that's what i'm saying but because um, like he keep talking about it but but yeah. lee i feel like we should
0: well I, and i i'd just like to point out i giggled when you kicked it to levi not because i think it's funny that his dad died that's not what i giggled, I, giggled. <laughs> I didn't know how he was going to deal with it because i knew the answer already from him so i didn't know like on a podcast where you're trying to have a good time yeah. drinking whiskey how he was going to deal with it um i can tell you that it's only one right answer to this question which is i don't know um I don't know what my first memory is. I have some things that I think I remember, um, but I have no idea if it's a memory or if I've concocted it later or if I have built this based on what people told me. So the, the real answer is I don't know. I can tell you an impactful memory for me, or, or something that might be uh, at least something that sticks with me, which is when I was turned six, I was in kindergarten. Um, My dad, in a very rare moment for him, actually splurged a little bit and had a birthday party for me at a McDonald's. And I was like the coolest kid in the world, right, because everybody gets to leave school, go to the McDonald's, everybody gets their Happy Meal. Everybody's having a blast. We're jumping around the little, like, bouncy balls and the slide and all that. And you know what? Let, what me a little bit. Maybe that's why I'm so weird about fast food now. I was literally <laughs> just about
1: to ask that.
0: Yeah, it could be. I don't know. But I do I have a profound memory of feeling like I was just the coolest fucking guy in the world because I basically got all of my friends' uh, Happy Meals. Um, do I really remember that, or do I remember people telling me, or do I remember pictures? Fuck if I know. But that's something that is at least in my mind as an event that happened.
1: That I liked. So, um, it, it's interesting that that you brought up like Levi's first memory because, like, it's it's sort of a recurring thing in some of our discussions that Levi doesn't remember a lot and doesn't remember a lot of his childhood. And so, well, it's not just childhood; it's it's
3: everything. Um, I mean, it, I I I I literally had a former girlfriend give. She was a she was doing research that you didn't remember. Um no I remember her but um we, we were doing research she was doing research and and she needed controls for her study on memory in, in in elderly patients um so she needed sort of average age controls um I took the test on the couch in, in 828 uh 928 um the, the Hamilton address 13 hmm. 15 Hamilton Seven, um,
0: 17 something like that
3: 17 yeah I took it on the couch I took it in good faith and then she, she scored it and came back and was like, Levi, are you fucking with me? What do you mean? Um, and she's like, you, you're in the old person range. Did you intentionally throw the test? And I was like, I no, I, I was trying to be honest. Um, i was trying to be faithful and, and, and answer the test to the best of my ability. Um, and she just was confused by it. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, it's, I just don't remember things. I forget. Um, yeah,
0: but you do remember
3: a lot, though, right? I remember. So, your to think, With your job, you have to have a pretty good memory. Well, to have the
0: technical knowledge that you do to do your job. So, it's to me, it's interesting, like what you choose to remember and not.
3: I agree that I have a a, a, a very interesting selective amount of memory. Because to your point, I do right. Like, and especially in my my job, I've got a very technical career, um, and I remember very specific things. Like a customer can can ask me about something, and I was like, no, 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 that that. Feature was released in in this version of the product, which was in um, September of 2015. Um, like I, I have distinct memories of that because there, there's other reasons, right? Like I went to Boston on a trip at that point to to, to learn about the new feature, um, but I do remember certain things, but not others. Boston again, Jesus. Well, we have an Austin, or, or we have a an office in in Boston and Newton. So um, calm down. Um, but yeah, it is it it is interesting of of what people can and can't remember because by the way, um I was going to say I was going to give you credit for remembering that that was my first memory because I know I know I've said the story before, but it's not something that I would necessarily assume people would would remember. Really? Well,
0: Levi, Levi, I'm just going to like um as a human to explain that, to you, <laughs> that when someone you're not. who is your your best friend tells you their first memory as hearing their father die, that sticks with you a little bit. That's, gonna, mm-hmm. that's
3: gonna, you're
1: gonna remember that. So just as a human being, I figured out. Oh, oh, that's what we're doing. Okay.
0: Yep,
3: yep.
1: There we go. <laughs> Some more hashtags on brand. Um, okay,
0: so good first memory. That was a good. That was a good segment there, PJ. <laughs> that was fun. No, um, it was me, but
1: that memory. Was and- was <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Uh, well, anyway,
0: good segment though. It was it, because it, it is interesting because I feel like everybody has like a sort of different take on it. Like mine is very much ambiguous. Like I, I just cop to the fact that I do not know. And then you have someone maybe more like like Spencer who's like, nope, here it is. I was three and a half. I remember this yeah. cat jumping this particular way. No, I don't well, know. I think it's first... yeah. I was thinking about
2: I was thinking about all my first memories even proceeding from that or just little segments are all snow. I mean, it's that moment, and then when we moved to Charlotte about age four, we we're making little snowmen on the rails of the preschool I was in.
1: That just sounds like a lie. It
3: doesn't. Race. It doesn't sound.
1: No. No.
0: Right.
1: It, a,
3: okay.
2: <laughs>
1: so
3: that's a very fair point there, um, Spencer, because I, I do have memories from earlier of of going to the beach with my my family, um, and I, I remember the cottage, like the general ambiance of the cottage we stayed in. Um, mm-hmm. I could I could probably describe the the layout. Um, which probably didn't come from a photo, right, because it doesn't have a sure. layout. But the rest of the stuff around it, other than the layout of this cottage and the general ambiance, is, is, is to your, to your word, snow. It's, it's these fuzzy things you can try to concoct a story around, but I've got like a, a sense memory of exactly how the kitchen was laid out, how the living room was laid out, how the bedrooms were attached. Um, but that, to me, is not like a it, – it doesn't seem authentic
1: in some way. So I, I think it's interesting because, like, a lot of what we're talking about our um, episodic memories mm-hmm. um, and so I think that uh, it's interesting Levi that you talk about that because like you have very good specific memories it sounds like um, but it, it's amusing to me because like your interactions with the rest of us when we tell stories about like shared experiences that, that you have and I'm not trying to, like, put you down or anything. such a poor episodic memory when you're, like, oh, yeah, 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 okay, or, like, I don't have much to add to that, but sometimes you'll ha- have, like, super specific and interesting details that, like, aren't part of, like, the general story or, or, like, the episode, but it's just, like, oh, like, if, like, once you're put in that frame of mind, it's just, like, um, you know, the, the greatest story ever told that Spencer told, I think, over <laughs> uh, our New Year's, like, uh, episode, but, like, I could see, yep. like, Spencer telling that whole story and you having, like, very little to add other than just, like, so we got, like, the 24-inch pokey sticks, and I ate seven, <laughs> as opposed to, like, a lot of the rest of the story.
3: Yeah, I agree. I have I have very odd memories of things. Um I can't really. Oh,
0: but Levi, one of the things that you do during these stories that I think is, is interesting but also really funny is you often will say, well, just for context, here's what I was doing. Right? <laughs> so while people are bleeding or arrested or drunk or whatever, you're like, yeah, I was just like, a, I was having like, you know, a burrito and playing Halo. Like you remember specifically
1: <laughs> where the fuck I was.
3: <laughs> during the, uh, that's yeah. called being self-centered, but
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um So quick little thing that that I just want to toss in, you you just reminded me of, um, uh, so uh, I have a saved uh, phone message from about a decade ago, actually more than a decade ago now. Um, So we had been out drinking and Levi called and um, I think this was one of the first Uh times that you guys uh, met Miguel, or at least Levi did. Um, poor life choices. Um, but I had I hung out a little bit more with him after like I had met up with Levi and, and I think a bunch of other uh, guys at Mangum. And he called me up telling me about like all the burritos that he got at Cosmic Cantina. And it oh just God. tickled me to no end. And so that that is like one of the few phone messages that, that I've saved for for over a decade, and every so often, when I'm going through through the uh, voicemails that I have, I'll listen to it and giggle to myself.
0: You can't do this to the audience. You can't reference this voicemail and not somehow make it available for the audience.
1: So, so I'll do my best to somehow make it available for the audience. I feel like playing it over the uh, the mic. No, 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 not right now. Worst way to do it, but yeah.
0: Completely agree. Uh, not right now, but so we need to figure out figure some out way to, to get this out to, there.
1: To, Yep. <laughs>
3: By the way, I do love the the image of you keeping track of voicemail, as opposed to me who just deletes voicemail, um, unless it's work work related and I know that it's important. Um, and the person it's person messaged me afterwards or emailed me afterwards, I just delete it. Um, but I am entirely non sentimental, and kudos for you for being he
1: sentimental. BJ's like it. the Samuel Harley of our group. Like
3: he
0: he, he, really <laughs> is. he keeps the records.
1: <laughs> I feel I feel like Spencer is just like. Now just like depressed now that you said that, um, because I, I feel like the, the record keeper and storyteller like I, I keep snippets that amuse me. I feel like it's it's a much more like asshole way of approaching it. It's just like this I found hilarious, and I'm gonna bring this up in the future. Whereas Spencer's just like, oh, but I just remember when, when Levi did this like really wonderful thing for everybody and and had this and and did, like, did, Spencer, don't you more? guys remember? <laughs> I
0: will point out that, you know, I'm, I'm throwing a going-away party for Levi next weekend, um, and I needed – Levi, you're not on Facebook, so you don't even know this is happening, but I have a Facebook invitation for that party, and I needed a picture. I wanted that iconic picture of you gnawing on a piece of steak at an iron skillet on your way to Florida. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, I went to BJ and literally within minutes, BJ had that picture
3: for me. Oh, he has a he has a save. It,
0: it, so that shit is that that's the the the, the picture for the Facebook invite for your bone away party next week.
3: I will say BJ has an unnatural love of that photo. Um, I I don't know why. Oh well,
1: well, wait, unnatural. Great. Well, I love <laughs>
3: it too.
1: Well, hold on, wait a second.
3: It may be indecent even. Um, <laughs> your love for that photo.
0: It's so good, man. It's it's hilarious. But anyway, yeah, that's that's the photo for your
2: insight. I was trying to tell a friend the other day, remind me, guys, how many uh, highway patrolmen were in that room at the same time we were doing an iron, iron skill? Was there like a party going on of just three state troopers in the background? I have zero memory of any of this. What's going on? i <laughs> <laughs> I remember we went in there. There were like there was a su- surprising number of, like, state troopers, that were in the back, all at the same table together as we were eating our steaks.
1: I guess... Uh, so I've been in quite a number of iron skillets before. So Hashtag <laughs> <laughs> on brand as well. <laughs> Look at Mr. Mr. BJ Flex in here. <laughs> well, well, I, actually, not, not very many varied ones. Pretty much uh, only, like, one or two other ones. Mostly there was one in New Jersey that... Um, my dad would stop at fairly often when we drove up to New York at like weird fucking hours, which uh, I have no idea why would we, why, why we were driving up to New York at, at really random odd, odd hours of, of the night. But um, so that there being highway patrolmen there, like just wasn't out of the ordinary in, in my mind. Um, but, but yeah, I, I, Again, as we're talking about, like, memories, like, if you told me that, I'd be like, yeah, that that, that sounds about right, but, but no, it did not stick out at all. Fine. That's funny.
0: All right, so I have something I want to bring up. Sure. Um, I think we're probably 10, 15 minutes away from wrapping up, but I have recently started watching a new television show um, called Euphoria. This is an HBO show. And it's about this, like, 17-year-old girl who's, like, a drug addict who has friends who, like, dabble in prostitution. And it is it is one of the most fucking crazy banana shows I've ever seen. I should have brought it. this up on a – yeah, yeah, maybe I should have brought this up then because it's so nuts that within 10 minutes of watching it, I basically left my living room, came back in the office and told Sarah, don't come in here. You don't want to see what I'm watching here. This is – this is a fucking disaster. But I'm on the fifth episode now, and I'm absolutely loving it. I, I'm From Spencer's face and BJ's face, I'm guessing you guys have not watched the show. Levi, have you checked out the on HBO?
3: I have not watched it, and I was actually on mute when you started talking about this because I've heard that it's insane, and I've been wanting to watch it, but I've not gotten around to it. So I'm, I'm, you're making me even more hyped to watch this insanity of a show, which apparently makes you want to not have kids.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, I would say, like and you know like how succession kind of like raised the bar for sort of nutty shit to happen on an h b o show like this is factors bigger than that, um, so it's uh, 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 not, expect- not a great segment' not a great segment'cause nobody else has watched it, but
1: please, if you have a
0: stomach for it, go watch the show It's insane
1: so I, I guess the uh the thing about a lot of t v shows, especially on h b o is like there's some that that I know about and entertain me um i've seen ads for euphoria like continuously now because i've been watching um some last week tonight some uh chernobyl and finishing up deadwood and it's good show way. good show
0: mm-hmm.
1: so i looked at euphoria um and i was just like i have almost zero interest whatsoever in this like this isn't my cup of tea but i often do take your recommendation lee because there are shows that there are quite a number of shows that that I might not otherwise watch and I there they aren't always shows that like I would choose to watch like de novo but like part of it is the the shared experience of of sharing it with somebody else and part of it is um just expanding things that, that that I enjoy watching and and so um I feel like this is one of those shows where it could either go like, this is just a disaster, and, like, I'm not enjoying it at all, which I would liken to, um... Louie. Oh, sounds good, girls, not Louis. Like, Louie, I still have some of that enjoyment, because yeah. it is funny, but girls just, uh... Yeah, that one didn't hit for you. Yeah, just did, it just didn't hit for me, and, and, and I think that might just be, like, crowd and things like that. Whereas, whereas I feel like this, like especially with your recommendation, and, and I feel like you, you watch probably more TV than a lot of the rest of us. Well, and, probably way more. is <laughs> <laughs> um, it, one of the things where, where I, I feel like I will enjoy it, and so it's something that, that I will at least uh, check out. Um, and and the, I guess the other side of it is, you, you also never um, preface other people watching things um at least while you're sober with too much uh this is amazing and so you have like failed expectations yeah. whereas i feel like a lot of other people are just like mm-hmm. oh man this is the funniest this is super interesting this is like to, to a certain degree where you watch and it's just like this this just doesn't doesn't hit and um, I, I think the the two shows that, that I'm vaguely referencing you you talking about maybe a little bit too much are Lost and Deadwood. The so, <laughs> the Deadwood um, it did hit a surprising amount and and I feel like mostly it was dude. If you've seen Deadwood, you should really watch it as opposed to like this is why it's so amazing. Okay.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, I, I I think there was a compliment in there, so thank you. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> For this show, I can tell you, it's not—it's nuts. Um, It's not the greatest show I've ever seen, but it—it's really well done, and it's where they're willing to go makes it interesting. Because there are certain scenes where you go, okay, everything's on the table now, right? You feel like they have expanded what the show is willing to take on, um, and scenes they are willing to show you in such a way that makes the unpredictability of it that adds to how interesting it is and adds to the viewing experience. So watch it. You, you may not love it, but I do think that, that you, you're you going to watch it and go, I can see why people continue to watch this because it's at a very basic level, really, really interesting and they're doing things that not, about, not a lot of other shows are doing. It's interesting you mentioned Deadwood because the
2: first three episodes of Deadwood I watched were three different years of New Year's watching it at your place, Lee.
0: Yeah, I like that one. It's good. And the movie, by the way, very good. Stellar. It is. Yeah. They came back. And it's it's rare that, like, 10 years later, they can pull the cast together and it, deliver like they did. You,
2: you also gave me the only major pop tour show that I ever had recommended that I watched an episode or two of and stopped and never continued
1: watching again. Lost. Oh, you didn't like Lost? Well, I, did you watch, like, the first couple of episodes, or did you have the same experience that I did when... Like Lee was just like, oh man, you have to like, you have to see this. This is really amazing. It's super engaging. Let's watch. You know, um, so where I am is season three, episode you know, eighteen. And and, this, and is, this is slander. Can we please uh, <laughs> uh, segregate the drunk
0: recommendation against the normal recommendation? Obviously, I, I, I was, was about to say, but this was drunk episode recommendation. season three. Is crazy, <laughs> obviously. Uh, I will I will point that out, but I will stand by the fact that season one of Lost is one of the better television shows uh, seasons of all time.
2: Yeah, I've watched four episodes of Lost. Uh, the first two, and then an episode in season three, and an episode in I guess like late season four. And tr- trying to get in and late the first two, I was okay with. They were interesting enough, and then seeing where they went, like episode season three, season four, I just went okay, I don't have the time to commit to this. It has gone in so many incredibly different directions from wherever this show started. I just don't want to invest
3: to get there. Well, but that
0: was also back in the day where these hour-long dramas on network television had 26, 27 episodes a season. Yeah, true. So you, I mean, you're talking to catch up on Lost as a bear, you know, it compared to something like, I don't know, Game of Thrones or whatever, that has like 10 episodes a season.
2: But anyway... Do we have any topics?
3: Point being, <laughs>
0: euphoria. Check it out, um, Levi, BJ. Spencer, anything else you want to cover before we wrap? Up?
3: I think we've
1: we've closed all all threads. Yeah, I think we're uh, pretty good. Um, we also have our whiskeys for the next week, so we are very prepared. Except, uh, it'll be interesting trying to schedule Levi. Though, luckily, he is still on Eastern Standard Time, so that is a plus. But I think the next time we'll be recording, Levi will be in Boston. Will it be that soon already? No,
0: I don't think so. Yeah?
1: No? I mean, I have some flexibility. I leave the, the
3: 15th, so. And we're going to oh, do okay. it again in two weeks, right? So the 10th. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. I I thought Levi was leaving shortly after uh, your going away party.
3: Uh, when is that? <laughs> Next Saturday? Yes,
0: Levi. You're going away the party next Saturday.
3: <laughs> I'm not on Facebook.
0: Sam, it, look, Sam's going to take you. Don't even worry about
1: it. Put the car. <laughs> in the car. You'll be there. I also really like this, and, and I feel like this is another uh, on brand, is uh, a lot of the communication with getting Levi to do certain things at certain times is, is through Sam. And and he takes umbrage on it, but, but it is functional.
3: Yeah, she's better at logistics um i will say so terry um i haven't mentioned this to you before um do you have any interest in doing a power hour sure um i've never done one and i've sort of rallied some of sam's friends uh to oh, to, to do one i've done um, it Shocker, the date is, i know it is to be determined um maybe the ninth. um so the day before
0: okay so power hour for those listening uh it, it, I believe Levi tell me if this, is your understanding, is a shot of beer every minute for an hour. Yes. Yeah. So you drink 60 ounces of beer in a minute, in an hour.
3: Yeah, not tough. Uh, no, it's 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 90 ounces because a shot glass is one and a half, so it's it's seven and a half beers. Um.
1: Oh, that's a bit. That's yeah. a bit. Right. I, I like at least like, nah, I've done it. It's fine. Yeah, we can do that.
0: That's fine. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, Levi, um, I know this is great radio for everybody. Is Sam inviting any of her friends to your, your one-way party?
3: No, I don't believe so.
0: Okay. So it's going to be, we're, we're, it's going to be a board game afternoon. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, Should be good.
1: So the the,
0: Boston Celtics talk. I was
1: going to say, uh, the other thing that I thought was funny is, uh, the guest list is, uh, a lot of the Mangum guys and the significant others. And I sort of wonder if that's intentional or not, which I thought was really funny, but you did invite them. They just aren't like, coming, like uh, Mark is going, which I thoroughly amused me. Yeah. I don't know. I just invite yeah.
0: people. I'm just, cool. I'm just holding the party.
1: Well, it sounds like a lot of fun. I'm uh, a little sad that, that I can't be there, but.
0: Uh, well, anyway. you BJ, you Spencer be prepared on Saturday. Um, there throw I'm going to do a Skype call and throw each of you up on the uh, on the big television, so yeah, to talk to Levi and wish him well uh, in this in this folly that is moving we, to Boston. We
2: very experienced <laughs> we very experienced expatriates can guide him through this process.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll do our best. All right, guys, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you, uh, Spencer, for sending out the whiskey. Anything else you want to cover before we wrap up? I think we're good. Okay. All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining us. All with him looking to some parts of July twenty eighth. appreciate it.